everyone, and welcome to the Future of Work podcast series. My name is Ella Wong from Leeds University Business School and your host for the show. Hi, this is Mark Stewart, career consultant, University of Leeds. In the last three episodes for this podcast series, we focused on the topic around AI selection of recruitment, and we have talked to a practitioner as well as academic researcher in this field. And in today's episode, we'll be starting a new topic around hybrid working. There has been a giant leap in remote working during the pandemic, which appears to have foreshadowed a new era of the hybrid working model, in which many companies offers employee flexibility in deciding whether to work in office or elsewhere. The hybrid workplace remains a non-territory for most organizations, leaving some IT and finance leaders funding for themselves when it comes to supporting employees under these conditions. For instance, I read an article which stated that only 35% of IT leaders says they have the right IT infrastructure in place to do so. There are plenty of debates and discussions around hybrid working and its benefits and impacts on the wider workforce and the economy. So we won't be able to cover everything around this topic today, but hopefully we'll make a start to explore what's happening right now and also going into the future as well. So I think a good place to start today, Mark, is to talk about what's happening right now with organizations in relation to hybrid working. Okay, so what I would say is from the employers that we work with and the feedback that I've had from employers is that it's quite a mixed bag. Um, I would say that things have settled down since um, uh, 2020, so since when we had the first lockdown, and I think you know companies were adjusting uh, they were getting used to that way of working. Obviously, no one had ever um, seen this before, so it was very hard for the companies to sort of adjust. But I think it's settled down now. I think most companies are now into a, a pattern that they will probably continue with mm -hmm. uh, moving forward. Um, what I would say is that it's quite a mixed bag. So there are companies that are possibly offering work from home to a lot of their staff, and, and you know that's a sort of full-time thing. Lots of companies are a hybrid. So it's a mix of work from home and work from the office. And other companies are looking to get back into the office because that's the need of the business. So um, I think obviously most, most pretty much every company was working from home or, or an element of hybrid, but I think, as I said, it's settling down a little bit. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what, what happens moving forward because there have been pros and cons. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we all have to adapt to the new reality, so to speak. So speaking of... The pros or cons. What do you think is um, are the benefits and limitations regarding working from home or hybrid working, please? Okay, so in terms of benefits, I think um, what was seen early early on was the sustainability piece. So obviously, people not traveling into work, especially in sure. cars and what have you. Um, obviously, that was good in terms of sustainability, and you know, impacted positively on the environment. So that was a good thing. Obviously, it saved money as well because if people were traveling, they weren't paying petrol costs, train costs, et cetera. So I think the sustainability piece was very big. I think another positive is that a lot of people like the fact that it was a relaxed environment. They didn't have to spend so long commuting. Uh, so it was less time to travel. So, you know, more, maybe more time to sleep. I don't, I don't know if you've benefited from that. <laughs> um, I think a lot of possibly sort of older um, employees could spend more time with their family. I know that was something that so I benefited from with my, my son and taking him to school, picking him up and working that around. So I think there were, there were sort of positives there. In terms of the negatives, and I think this was a big thing for, for, for the graduates and, and obviously our placement students, 
is that they didn't get to experience life in an office. And for some of them, that might be right. the first time they've actually had, you know, not a proper job because, you know, the majority of students have worked in part-time jobs and they are proper jobs, they're very important jobs, but maybe in a role that is particularly relevant to what they want to graduate into. So they didn't get that experience. They didn't have the water cooler moments. They didn't have the social activities. And that's where you really learn a lot and you, you get a lot of sort of good knowledge from, from senior staff. You couldn't knock on a door, you know, it was all off, it was all sort of Teams or Zoom meetings. It was very hard for, and a lot of students that I talked to, very hard for them to sort of, you know, put meetings in. And sometimes that's because they weren't confident enough to do that. So I think there were that, that there were sort of cons as well. And, uh, to, that, to that situation. Absolutely. I mean, just going back to what you said about relaxed environment for some employees, um, I, I would probably challenge that because uh, not everybody's got the, the luxury um, environment. Um, you know, I, I think some um, have provided a feedback and saying that they come from a, an environment where it's not actually suitable to work from, from home. That, so that could be a you know limitation as well right because it, it really depends on the uh, the home setup for whether it's a suitable or not to, to work from home yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's not for everybody um and equally i suppose you know you can look at those pros and pros and they're not for everybody and some of the cons are not for everybody as well so people right. like to travel to work i know we've had colleagues here who, who came in during lockdown they didn't want to be at home so right. yeah absolutely um so yeah i take that point and i think for a lot of people they, they quite like being at home. Like I said, it's their environment. Um, you know, it's they don't have to sort of share a desk maybe, or, you know, their kitchen is cleaner. Uh, thinking about our kitchen at the career centre, which is absolutely horrific. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I do take the point. Yeah, absolutely. No, obviously, technology was another one. Some people don't have access to the technology as well. And especially, I think, if you look at, and I know we're talking about work, but if we look at some of the homeschooling, which impacted on employees, um, that was very hard for a lot of people as well. Absolutely. And we see a lot of uh, pets and, you know, cats and dogs appearing on Zoom calls more than uh, more than humans sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kids, all, all sorts, yeah. So um, I think people are, I think people are quite relaxed about that, though, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, which is again, which is good. You that's know. good. That, that can add to the relax, being more relaxed in the workplace. Absolutely. That, that's some employer, employers have seen that as a benefit, actually. They get... If, if they're more relaxed with their staff, then they get more in terms of work. Right, well. right. So I guess the list of the, you know, the pros or cons that you've you've mentioned, that these are not concrete. They're kind of, you know, really relevant to individuals and situation. But given these benefits and limitations, um, some informal opinion is that people work longer hours when they work from home. Should employer look to prevent this? Or do you think that this is an employee issue, do, do you think? That's a really good point. I mean, it, it, I think it is an issue. I think, uh, yeah, I think the majority of people would say they, they are probably putting in more hours. Um, yeah, I mean, there's only, I think there's only so much an employer can do. I think, you know, employers can say, look, we don't expect you to work past X. We don't want to see any messages sent out past Y. I think the individuals have to take responsibility as well for that. Um, I think there has been a blurring between, you know, work and, and social. Um, you know, I, I remember... Um, you know, pre-COVID when I was out in China. Um, and it was interesting because everything's run through WeChat. So social and business is all run through WeChat. And it was very noticeable when I was out in the evening with our hosts out in China, how, you know, they would literally take calls 
you know, nine, 10 o'clock over dinner, yeah. thinking it was social, but because it was business and they don't answer the call anyway, they would deal with it. And so I think that there is a blurring with regards to that. And I, and I think that might translate over here as well. There may be that aspect. So, you know, I think it might be the case that employers will have to put in policy and say, look, we don't expect this. We don't want to see this. You know, we, I'm sure they can sort of, Police, maybe the, the you know the, the stuff that goes through the, the work email, but I mean an individual also has to sort of put in a, a boundary as well. Yeah, and I take your point on blurred line because it's quite difficult, isn't it? Where some people would split their day almost to have a huge gap in between because they've got other you know caring responsibilities, and that makes the policy very difficult for the employers. So, for example, if you know I decide to work. 8 or 11 and then have three or four or five hours gap and then start picking things up again from let's say four or five o'clock in the afternoon onwards so that makes that makes it almost impossible for the for the company or employers to keep track of each employee and their productivity and therefore they rely very much on the employee's responsibility to work as what they're supposed to work and contracted hours. But at the same time, that would also mean that perhaps they work longer or shorter hours as, as per individual's circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, could, they could reiterate the hours that they're meant to work, so they're contracted hours. So if you do have that, of course, we'll get that with a lot of international companies because of the time difference. So if you're working, and I mentioned China, if you're working in China, the, the, you know, the, the, the time difference is different. You might have to get up earlier to work with them, or if it's America, you, you work later. Yeah. Um, but I think you still got to reiterate the contracted hours. And I think if that's constantly repeated, it will go it will go into an employee's mind that actually I, I can't work that or I should be working that. So yeah, I appreciate you know people take time out. And again, having homeschooled my son during you know during lockdown, there were times when you had to take the time out because you had to facilitate lessons through school, which were online when you ordinarily would have been working so then you had to work slightly later yeah so just thinking into the future around this issue then do you think there's some sort of clever ai system to be integrated as a part of the the tracking hours you know almost every time you're you log a a call or a email this is to be tracked so that the employees would know that you're working to the full contracted hours. That's, that, that's tricky, isn't it? Because, I mean, obviously, if you're looking at emails or phone calls or the use of Zoom or Teams, right. that's one thing. But if you're someone who, um, you know, let's say, for example, my job, you know, I, I have to create teaching slides, workshop slides, I use PowerPoint. Sometimes I sketch them out of pen and pen, which, you know, is old school, but that's just the way I see things. No one knows I'm doing that. So right. it would look like, well, you haven't done anything. It's like, well, I have. You know, mm. if you take other jobs as well, you know, if you look at storyboards for films, they would they would use a lot of maybe sort of hard copy things. You couldn't you couldn't have that with everything. I think that's a bit it's like you're policing people a little bit too much. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure they'll, you know, I'm sure the software will come into play. I'm sure it probably applies to certain jobs where you have to be online constantly. Right. Um, you know, if you if you look at sort of certain banks which are online or, mm -hmm. or you know sort of travel agencies that are online and they have targets but i think for other things it's, you've got to be careful there yeah you, you won't be able to police in the in, in the core center environment at every single job right no, no. <laughs> so i guess relating back to our current students and, and graduates then on this topic how can online learning assist with the graduates with a hybrid working mark yeah, so I, I, I've been talking a lot with the, with the students about this, and it's, it's mainly, it's really because obviously over the last two years, it's, it's not been a great time for them. 
it's not been a positive time um, and it's not me being crass or being unsympathetic but I think you know the learning that they've gone through which has been remote and learning some of the tools you know like teams and using sort of um, Minerva more or whatever it might be um, what what you know reflection that is going to benefit them working in a hybrid uh, environment because they are going to be expected to use software like Zoom and Teams for most meetings. They're going to be expected to use programs to do their jobs. Um, this isn't going away. It was always going to happen. Um, you know, the pandemic basically accelerated the work from home model um, or hybrid model, I should say. So I think, you know, it, it, it has been hard. It has been difficult. I do get that. I understand it entirely. I understand why people haven't liked it. I understand why it has been hard. But I think on reflection, some of those skills and the way they've learned are going to be very, very important moving forward. Mm -hmm. And again, especially so because employers haven't gone through this before. They've not got so it's almost like they've learned together. Right. So actually they're going to have a lot of good skills that are relevant for the future of work. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that's a positive point. And um, I'm, I'm sure our current students and graduate will, will appreciate that. Uh, there's always a silver lining to everything, isn't it? Um, so I've, I've got a follow up question on, on this, you know, in terms of um, working from home or even hybrid. Do you think that will affect our graduates ability to thrive in the company? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an unusual situation for for the students and the graduates. So as I said, I mean, they're learning skills through remote learning that's gonna benefit them moving forward with hybrid or work from, from home work. I think there are still, there's still gonna be situations where it's important that you have the face-to-face -face and the social skills, the sort of networking. Again, they're gonna learn some of the tools that the companies use through selection recruitment methods as well. So, you know, if they get as far through as a sort of assessment center and that assessment center is online, they're gonna be using software that the company uses, the company will give them simulated activities that are relevant to that company and again they're going to learn from those as well so that's going to benefit them as well as the, the learning they've had at, at the university however yeah i mean there's, there's still going to be a requirement that for a lot of companies that want to have an element of sort of office work um a face-to-face -face work working with clients and i think you know hopefully the students will benefit from coming out of lockdown now getting back into the swing of sort of face-to-face -face work um you know some seminars activities on campus uh, i think it's important that they engage with that as well and um, mm -hmm. not shy away from it i appreciate there's still anxiety uh, i get that i understand that and especially with maybe certain students in certain cultures where you know maybe in their home country the lockdown's got a bit fiercer so i know i was speaking to a friend in shanghai a couple of weeks ago and you know she's been locked in for about three weeks it's not good there and i suppose if you are from shanghai and you're a student here you know that and that's going right. to a little bit of anxiety so you know i think um i think it's still important that you know the students and you know and graduates engage um into the face-to-face um, activity as well because it is quite weird coming out of the lockdown i found that i mean you know i'm used to talking to people and standing in front of people and lecturing but it has been weird getting back in the swing of sort of talking to people and absolutely you know, so it's a skill, isn't it? It's a skill, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like talking about networking when we do the networking. You know, a lot of students don't like the idea of it, don't like the idea of small talk and how right. to start conversation. And I think that has been affected as well. I mean, mm -hmm. what can you talk about? The last two years have been locked down. I mean, what on earth else do you talk about? Right. Um, and you don't really want to talk about that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, you know, online, hybrid, and versus face to face, I've, I've got a, a, you know, side question in terms of do you think, there's certain industries that are unsuitable or, or even in irrelevant from hybrid working. Yeah. So yeah, I'm obviously we were discussing that one before we came on air. 
Um, yes. I mean, there will, there will be, but I, th I think some of the things we were talking about that we assume wouldn't be affected will be. So we, we, we were talking about sort of maybe shop work, and, you know, fast food restaurants and what have you. Right, hospitality. Hospitality, so. yeah. But of course, you know, that, that at the minute is, it's either being piloted or actually there are restaurants and bars that are staffed by robots or use AI mm -hmm. as opposed to maybe waiters or waitresses. So obviously you can use an iPad, you order it comes through from the kitchen that's it but you don't need the the, the the customer service there are you know people like i think it, one of the retail i can't remember which one i think it might be Sainsbury's, but there are other there are other retail outlets available to you um who are piloting you know going in getting your food paying on your phone and going out and you don't see a checkout person at all i mean i know we've got the self-service anyway so they're, they're sort of almost a dying breed but so i think yeah i mean that the you know i think it is affecting you know, sectors and jobs that you didn't think it would affect. I mean, I always joke that, you know, you always have hairdressers. I mean, I can't, I wouldn't want to be sort of my hair cut or having a cut for a razor stuck to my neck by a robot. I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not keen on that. There was adverts, wasn't it? Did yeah, you, did you see was, that? Yeah, used by Kevin Bacon. But I think, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of these sort of jobs, I mean, again, I, I, we were talking uh, about the fact that taxi drivers, I was reading an article where, you know, taxi drivers is one of the jobs that could, could be obsolete in about five, six years, because obviously right. driverless technology is coming in. And whilst at the minute we might be anxious about that, you know, people were anxious before the first plane took off. People were anxious sure. before the first submarine went down. And, you know, people sure. argue that, that you, you know, there are more accidents, you know, on the roads than there are on planes. So, mm -hmm. so I think, you know, there are, there, are, there are certain sectors and certain jobs that we think won't, you know, won't be obsolete, but they may well be. Um, I think everything will get affected by this. Right. Uh, so I guess we'll stay tuned and see what's happening. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but as I said, you know, hairdressing, who knows? You know. So for now, that industry will stay face to face for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I think we've talked quite a bit about what's happening right now, your observation, and you know, your discussion with the employers by working with them. Now let's look at into the future. Do you think hybrid working model is here to stay? And if so, how can we prepare for this everlasting trend? Yeah, okay, so I, I do, I mean, it is, it is gonna stay, whether whether all of the companies that were affected by lockdowns have had to work from home or offer a hybrid, we'll, we'll continue with that. I, I can't say that's gonna be the case. I mean, it might be that those companies will prefer to, to have staff in the office 100%. Right. But it is here to stay, yeah. I mean, it's not going away, we're not, it's not gonna be like it was pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of, yeah, I mean, in terms of how the students will sort of work with this, I think, you know, there's a number of ways. I think if they're, if they're in their early years, I think, you know, things like placements, internships, summer schemes, I mean, obviously that's going to give them a good experience because they will get a feel, they will get a touch of, you know, the hybrid and working from home. Um, I mean, it might be they will still have some placements where it's mainly work from home. But again, if that's the sort of sector they want to work in and the sort of job they want to work in, then that's the way it's going to be. So I think if you're early years, that, that would be the case. I mean, obviously, if you're a finalist, it's it's slightly trickier because if you're going into a, a grad scheme, the grad scheme may still be just feeling its way in terms of, you know, the company slowly getting people back into an office. There may still be a lot of sort of um, uh, work from home. I think, to be honest, a lot, a lot of companies are getting used to this now. They know the challenges. They know that, you know, they'll want to get the grads in early on, even if they won't necessarily be, be in the office a lot. I think, you know, I've certainly talked to a lot of recruits who want to get them in, you know, pre-sort of starting, um, getting them all in, chatting to each other, getting them in, talking to the staff, uh, asking their concerns. I think the companies are getting used to this. 
you know, one, one size doesn't fit all. Right. Individuals are different. You know, we've got some students who like the idea of it. They've thrived. You know, I've talked, certainly talked to students in graduate roles who thrived in this, and there are others who do not like it. Um, right. And I think the employers have got to understand that. I think employers are understanding that. They're putting things into place here. Um, HR are obviously going to have, you know, work on this in terms of training and, and the needs of the employee as well. So that's all got to change as well. Governments, legislation, this is all going to have to change with regards to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, in terms of the sort of later years, grads, finalists, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to sort of get their experience through that way. Early years can, can fill out and test out the water yeah. through internships, uh, placements, etc. I think the other thing, they, I've always said this, and it's even more important now, is that, you know, our students and grads have to keep their arm on the ball in terms of what's going on. I mean, I, you know, I bang on about commercial awareness. I bang on about research. It's so important to understand what's going on out there because it is changing on a daily basis. You know, the, the, you know, a job that doesn't exist today will exist next week. Driverless cars, they will happen. I mean, they're gonna, I think if you're a first year or if you're coming into the first year this year and you're thinking about jobs, you know, in what's it, 2022, by 2026, if they're doing a year's placement, the landscape is going to be so different. You know, we could have driverless cars. We could have drones that are delivering for Amazon, which they've they're, they're tested out. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we, we could have robots. So, you know, I, I mentioned to you about the, the sort of hotel in Japan that I talked to my students about, which is staffed 75% by robots. You know, the, the front desk is, you know, robots, two of which have dinosaur heads on. So you're basically getting your keys from a dinosaur. And how many languages do, does this dinosaur speak? Who knows? I'm, I, I'm <laughs> sure they speak an extinct language. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, who, who knows? But, um, yeah, interesting. But, but these things are happening. I mean, they are genuinely happening. Yeah. Um, but you'll only know about that if you keep your eye on the ball and, you, you know, you look at sort of news platforms, you connect with people who are working in, in, in the industry. You know, it, it is an exciting time. I appreciate some people might be a bit worried about this. Um, I know the sort of argument around robots and AI will take jobs away. I think the employer argument is that it will actually take the boring stuff away from jobs and it will enhance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the, th- the skills, and we're going to go into this in great detail because we're going to do the next podcast, but one of the skills for all employees will be CPD, continuing professional development. You're always going to be learning. You're always going to be changing because we're always going to be adapting. Employers sure. will always be adapting. I mean, you mentioned that article about you know, the companies that don't have the IT, um, you know, aren't ready IT-wise, they're never going to be ready IT-wise. IT changes every day. Sure. You know, Elon Musk has just bought Twitter. Twitter is going to change a lot because he sees a different way of Twitter working. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> you know, it's going to always change. This is what entrepreneurs do. They, you know, they don't stand still. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they're going to expect that from employees and students. So, you know, you've got to keep your eyes on the ball. That's the way that works. It's exciting. I mean, it's interesting. That's what students are here for, research. Yeah. It's part of their course, it's part of their career. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you, Mark. I, I mean, that's very insightful, I, I would say. And, you know, one of the main things that I picked up from what you said is the, the importance of commercial awareness. I think, like you say, we say over and over again to our students, and this is not just for students and graduates. This is important for everybody, really. You know, you need to stay on top of the game. If you're in business, you need to adapt and change with this ever-changing environment and, um, you know, be, be, be part of the, the community, I guess, and the society. So I guess, you know, with, with that one point uh, in mind, um, just kind of the last thing before we wrap up for the session. Any final words, final suggestions from you, please, Mark? 
Yeah, so I think in terms of um, you can do this way of working, uh, uh, again, I would probably engage a lot with some of the online platforms, information platforms. So World Economic Forum, always always be following them. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they have the most incredible reports, great research into what's happening right now. Uh, that's really good. Um, I would say as well, the big four, um, as well as McKinsey um, and Boston uh, Consulting. So the, 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 the sort of consulting companies, if you like, again, do a lot of research and, and work on this. You know, they're very up to date, um, not just what's happening in the present, but what's going to happen in the future. And I think, again, by following them on whichever sort of social media uh, platform you use, I would, be, I would be doing that as well and uh, be looking at that. Um, you know, we've got some good staff for leads as well. So someone like Matthew Davis, Helen Hughes, who, who are in LOBS and they're doing a lot of work on this as well. Sure. Uh, you don't have to be a LOBS student. You can, you can follow them as well on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, they do some great podcasting as well. So again, they're, you know, they're up to scratch with this, doing a lot of great work with it. So um, again, I would follow our own staff as well. And of course yourself. Well, yeah, absolutely. Please, yeah, you can, you can follow me. You can, um, yeah, I mean, I'm mainly active on LinkedIn and do a lot of posting on there. Um, yeah, absolutely. And some of the workshops we'll be running as well, we'll, we'll certainly be looking at the future of work. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Mark, for the summary and all the insightful information and your, your views. I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, and you've shared so much with us um, in this podcast. So uh, greatly appreciated. So for the next episode, everyone will invite industry practitioner who is going to share further insight on hybrid working and working from home topic, where we're going into a little bit more into the future as well. So stay tuned for the next episode. Now, if you are interested in finding out more about this topic, please subscribe to our podcast series. You're also welcome to get in touch with, um, with us and you can either send us an email or book online appointments via the Career Centre. Our contact details available in the podcast description. Lastly, I shall leave you with a quote by Nicole McCabe. If you're not limited by a specific office location, you can look anywhere in the country or anywhere on the globe so the world is really your oyster until next time take care